What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. Yeah, and we are continuing a series today that we have been doing uh, for the past few weeks now on rating. We've been rating the trilogy, uh, the trilogies themselves for Star Wars within themselves. And so we've done the prequels, we've done the original trilogy, and then last week uh, we did, in quite a long episode, (laughs) I might add, we did the sequels. uh, And now, today, we are going to be talking about the two anthology films, um, Solo, a Star Wars story, and Rogue One, also a Star Wars story. Um, Normally, we go over news. Uh, Unfortunately, there hasn't been really anything um, concrete, I would say. Uh, concrete that is worth talking about. Um, since our last episode, um, there have been a few mentions of things with Rosario Dawson and her playing Ahsoka. Uh, but again, none of it is really confirmed at this point in time when uh, we're recording this episode. Um, and so to steer all of our listeners away from unwanted speculation and rumors and stuff like that, we're just not going to we're not going to talk about that until we actually have something concrete from Lucasfilm, um, Star Wars. Dave Filoni, all those people. Uh, yeah, so we're going to j- just jump right into it. Um, gentlemen, Rogue One, Solo. Um, do you have a favorite of the two? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I would go with Rogue One is way better than Solo, but they're both very good. Yeah, um, I'm the same. I love Rogue One. It's probably one of my, you'll find out my order, but it's it's pretty high up there in my list. I keep forgetting that it's in this list, but um, yeah, Rogue One's really good. But I'm one of those people that loved Solo. I did not understand the hate for Solo at all. I think it's a really good movie. I think there's times where the main guy kind of takes you out of it a little bit, and we'll get into that. But besides that, I really do enjoy that movie. Jeremiah, you you enjoyed Solo too, right? Yeah. Okay, that's that's super interesting because I did as well. Um, I actually thought it was a really good movie. I think if you're a Star Wars fan, like a D fan, you like the movie. I think if you are a casual fan, then you probably don't understand why you should like this movie. Well, the interesting thing, um, and I don't want to get too in deep uh, or too in depth right now. But the interesting thing is there was a lot of hate from, like, deep Star Wars fans for this movie for a few different reasons. Um, and I guess part of it was because it was coming on the heels of uh, The Last Jedi. Yes, for sure. Which we can talk about that, too. Um, but really quickly, um, some of you might know that we had been mentioning that we might be talking about the television series as well. Um, and including those in kind of the all of the anthology stories that were going on in the Star Wars universe. Um, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of them and uh, some of them haven't finished yet. And so we made the executive decision to just exclude those um, as a blanket statement. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't think like literally can't think of a thing like a bad thing to say about Clone Wars or Rebels or the Mandalorian or I haven't seen Resistance, but I've heard it's really great once you get a little bit into it. Um <laughs> Yep, because <laughs> Jeremiah's seen it. 
Uh, I mean, obviously we love Clone Wars and The Mandalorian because we have two separate dedicated podcasts for those two shows. And uh, if you're sitting at home in quarantine and you're rewatching The Mandalorian, which you probably should anyways, or yeah, you're I watching don't... through... I kind of want to do that myself for like the fourth time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've the second I get a moment to just sit, I think I'm gonna rewatch it too because it's so good. Like I've been, I've been watching the episodes here and there, and every time I watch a, a standalone episode, I, you know, it just, it never fails to impress me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you should check out the Mandalorian podcast and also the Clone Wars Saved podcast if you haven't already. Uh, one cool thing you could do is watch an episode of The Mandalorian and then listen to an episode um, and listen to the commentary for it and then watch another episode and then listen to another episode of the podcast and then uh, do the same thing with the Clone Wars episodes that are out so far, Season 7. We're doing that as well. Uh, but without further ado, so I'd, I I think Rogue One is my is my favorite of the two of those movies as well. Um, I think Rogue One... It's pretty much a masterpiece of a movie in its own right. Um, so, I don't know. Do you guys want to start with Rogue One? Yeah, because it was the first one to, to come out as a standalone yeah. film. Yeah. And we have been ranking them our favorites to our least favorites, so we might yeah. as well. Yeah. Let's do it. Who wants to go first? Can we mention how um, this episode is a day late? Um, but not yeah. a dollar short because we're drinking coffee because it's an early episode recording for us. So. Heck yeah. I already had water. my coffee. Well, well, good good for you for staying hydrated. I, <laughs> I had my coffee. I had my coffee this morning. Um uh plot twist, it was coffee <laughs> from Wesley Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I don't Which it's one did early. you have? Uh I had the natural. The Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For the for for the love of everything that is good and holy, I can never remember the first part of the name. I just remember the natural part, and I know it's good. I'm drinking the Rwanda right now. Oh really? It's pretty fire. Yeah, I got a I got an email yesterday that uh, I mean at, at this point we're providing a spoiler for the ad that we're gonna do later, but sure. Uh, <laughs> I got an email about my subscription. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday that my coffee was ready to be picked up and. I'm excited because I don't know. One, I haven't really gotten into the email yet, but I don't know what I'm getting this time. But I know it's going to be good. And I know what you're getting. Oh. But I don't want to spoil anything. So. Yeah, that's fine. Just let it be a surprise. I'm going to go. Well, I just think this would be a good segment to go straight into the ad. And then we can go <laughs> and dive into everything. Yeah, we were on a collision course there. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, check out a word from our sponsor. Wesley Andrew. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. But that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code EMPIRERADIO with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, 
when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we normally don't do our, our ad that early in the podcast, but with it being the morning, you're drinking coffee. I had coffee this morning. It was inevitable. So It was, and I'm not fully awake because I'm... <laughs> yeah, so. just a quick note. Uh, I have been really heavily relying on my coffee beans lately, to those of you who are listening at home, um, and it's a wonderful experience. They, they, you open the bags, and they smell phenomenal. And then you make it, and it tastes great. And as a subscriber myself, um, I can tell you two things. One, the code does work. I used it. Um, I did get 50% off my first purchase. And two, um, you can't really go wrong with the coffee. So with that being said, who wants to begin talking about Rogue One? I can, I guess. Go for it. So... The whole concept of a, a standalone Star Wars film was very intriguing for all the Star Wars fans out there. Just because, well, how could this be? Like, what is this going to look like? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? And then we find out that it's going to be a prequel to Episode Four: New Hope. And it's how they got the plans to the Death Star. And it's like one of the big, like, not necessarily a plot hole, but it's like, how how did this happen? Why is there this gigantic flaw in the Death Star that could destroy it in one second, basically? And so it was a story that everyone's wanted to know exactly, and we got it, and it was mind-blowing from start to finish for me. I thought it was... I remember when I first saw it, I was kind of... I didn't like the... Like the the start of it, because I thought it was rushed. Um, like it was very quickly moving. A lot of plot was just going zipping by, and then I realized, you know, after reflecting that, well, yeah, because they're in a mad rush to get these plans and figure out what's going on, and that's why the film was so rushed at the beginning. Um, but it's one of those movies that I can I can watch any day and enjoy it, no problem. Yeah, I. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, I I was really interested as well when this was announced because, like the big the big thing was that there's no Jedi, you know, um, there's no Force, there's no lightsabers. Like this is the first, like really gritty, supposed to be like it's gonna it's supposed to be kind of like a war movie, like your traditional war movies, and I thought that was really cool. Um, and like you said, Jeremiah, the the really interesting thing was the story of how they got the Death Star plans because, again, that had never been explored at all. Um, you get the the part in Return of the Jedi where Mon Mothma, Mothma says, you know, the line about many Bothans had to die to get the plans, and you hear that about the second Death Star. Um, but the story of the first Death Star was, was re- very widely untold, um, and so I thought it was really interesting. Um, the trailer. Okay, I want to I want to talk about the trailer that they, that they released for a second. Um, while mo- a lot of the footage was not included, the trailer footage was actually not 
uh, a part of the actual final film. Um, they actually cut a few of the scenes. Um, the fact that they put the like the Star Destroyer, Death Star, like Empire Siren over the whole trailer was amazing. Like I saw the trailer, I heard the siren, and I was hooked immediately. Um, it immediately took me home to that Star Wars, like that that classic Star Wars feeling. Um, even though it was a new story and it was a relatively modern look of like the stormtroopers and you know the Death Star and Star Destroyers, um, it all looked great. But that that sound effect over the top like really tied it in together for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, start to finish, this movie is incredible. I really don't have a bad thing to say about it. Um, I I was really bummed that, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen Rogue One, uh, which you should probably just go watch it if you have. Yeah, right I now. was gonna say don't watch, <laughs> don't listen to the rest of this. Yeah, you need to you need and to the same pause with Solo. this. Yeah, same with Solo. If you haven't seen either uh, uh, Rogue One or Solo, you just need to pause it and just find time to go watch both of those and then come back because I'm about to spoil the end of Rogue One. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I was really bummed that everybody died, but then I realized that that had to happen. Yeah, I mean it didn't necessarily have to, but it was good that it did, um, and so uh, that was a bummer. But then the icing on the cake. Just is, refill, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the icing on the cake is the the scene at the end with Darth Vader in Rogue One and the way that they tied that in to the like straight into the beginning of A New Hope was like I was watching the movie for the first time, it was already great, and then that happened and it, it took it from a great movie to a perfect addition to the Star Wars universe because of the way that they tied that in. Like it yeah. was like the icing on the cake for me. The space battle over Scarif, gorgeous. Yep. Uh, you know, the battle on the ground, very well done. Like, I have no complaints. I mean, like, the sound effects, the blasters and the ships, like, they sound really powerful and also very much like your classic Star Wars sounds. I mean, it's just, it was, to me, it was the perfect blend of bringing things back that we knew from the original trilogy but keeping it modern taking a fresh looking uh, a, f- a fresh look at it uh simultaneously and then like the score you know just tied everything together for me so i thought it was phenomenal drew your thoughts so rogue one is like i said before one of my favorite star wars films it makes my favorite movie even better and which is why I love it so oh, much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I just, I love, I love that there's no. I actually love besides, I guess, the ending. I guess there's kind of force using because of Vader. Um. Besides that, I love that there isn't any, but there's still a lot of like essence that the force is still there and like. Oh yeah. It's it's still kind of wrapped around what the Jedi are. Because like the whole trying to get like the carbon crystals and and like that's what powered the shot like for the Death Star and kind of like it shows that Palpatine was using a good thing to make be a bad thing. Yeah. So I really love that story 
plot of it, and I just I love that. Wasn't a huge fan of the ending kiss, but then I also was okay because for me, I just I thought it was good that they all died. I appreciated it. It showed that one, the empire was really strong. Two, that their sacrifice had to happen so that they could win in the Did you long say run. The ending kiss. There was yeah, no kiss. They or, hugged. They hugged. They hugged to kiss. And they what died. are you talking about? They didn't no, 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 no. Nah. They didn't kiss. But isn't there a deleted scene that they kiss? And they no. took it out? Uh-uh. No? Oh, I swear. I thought there was. Because I've seen all like that out. Maybe I'm thinking. You're just Jeez. mad about uh, the last Skywalker kiss. You're just yeah putting that kiss in every movie and hating it. I'm just putting in everything. I mean, I guess... I just, um, I thought the relationship didn't need to be a relationship. It wasn't. It, yeah, I don't think it really was. I think they were just hugging because they were like, well, we're going to die. Yep. Sure. Yes. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I just, I loved the film. I thought it was really good. I thought it felt very much like Star Wars. For a film that Disney put out right after Force Awakens, I don't understand what happened with The Last Jedi and any other movie that came out after that. Because this one it was so good. This made yeah. The Force Awakens feel better. Yeah. In I mean, a sense. Like, it just gave us a lot of hope with Disney. And maybe that's why the fall of The Last Jedi was so big. Yeah, I mean... I that is a good point because with Rogue One they proved that they can handle the Star Wars story well, you mm-hmm. know. Um yeah. like I had no problems with any of the characters. Like no. they're all brand new characters, but at the end of it, I like all of their deaths felt really sad. Like I was already invested in them. Um by the in end of the In a very short time, yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it KTOSO felt... is like one of the best droids. Like he's oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, he, I loved his character. I loved his sense of humor. Yeah, um, I, I, my personal favorite is well, a personal favorite. I don't think he's my favorite character of the whole movie, but uh, Donnie Yen's character, Chewie, yeah, for sure. I, I first of all, uh, big Donnie Yen fan. The Ip, I mean, Ip if Man you're movies, not, yeah, on. the Ip Man movies are uh, arguably some of my favorite martial arts movies of all time. Like. They might be the three that are out right now. Might be my top three <laughs> of like my top ten. Uh, and there's a fourth one coming out, which is I'm super pumped about. If it's not already out already, I'm not I'm sure. Pretty sure, it's already out. Yeah, I need to I need to grab that. Um, but Donnie Yen's character was super cool. I love the take on like uh, the blind monk deal. Yeah, it's it's really cool because he doesn't. I, I would say he's probably force sensitive, right? Oh no, no, like, no, he is. He is. It's not. He's not incredibly powerful, but he's force sensitive enough that he can go in and take out a group of stormtroopers with his staff. Yeah, and not get hit once. But he's blind. Yeah, which is crazy. So, um, it's kind of like Star Wars Daredevil, or for those of you who oh, that's know a good... something about. Samurai movies. It's like a Star Wars Zatuichi, the Blind Swordsman. Mm. Uh, 
which is a fascinating story you should check out on a completely different note. But yeah, I loved his his character. Um, Bayes was great. Uh, I love the the chemistry between the two of them. Um, K2SO was remarkable. Uh, and I think his humor, like his character was the right way to bring humor into Star Wars. Well, you know what I'm saying? Done with a droid, which is majority of all the humor yeah. that we've got was done that way. Yeah, Alan Tudyk was incredible. Loved, I loved his work for that. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is when he comes out and like throws her on the ground, and it's like, oh yeah, you were being rescued. Yeah, and it's yeah. so intense, and he's just like, just a giant of a robot. Yeah, and like previously, we haven't seen any of those, even though we probably like. Yeah, they introduced a new character that supposedly should be in the Empire, and we should see it more often. Yeah, and it's hard to create something that we should be seeing in other movies that we already got, but we haven't seen it. Yeah, and make it believable. Yeah. And I think they did it really well. Yeah. I and, I, and we saw a lot. Didn't we see that um droid in like Rebels a little bit too? Yeah. I feel like we've um, seen it in different Yeah, I think we saw a little bit of it. But not a lot. Like in backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, not a lot, but just enough to to show that it we could have maybe saw it in like a new hope. We just didn't see it. You know what I mean? Like it just had a, it's just a really cool droid. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it. Cause you're right. There, there are other spots where it, where they plugged they, him they, in. They, sh- yeah, they show up and I can't remember if it's rebels. I can't remember if it's fallen order. Is it? There's some in fallen order. Fallen order. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh yeah, but they they plugged him in. I loved uh, the whole scene when they're on Jeddah, like the dialogue yeah. where she shoots the other prison droid, and K two S O is like, "Did you know that wasn't me?" And then there's oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that little exchange there, and then there's yeah. um, the scene later on after that whole fight where he's like, zero hostiles reported," and then. Uh, the who is it? Is it uh Saul Guerrero's guys come out and he's like one hostile and he puts up his hands? I really like uh, that. Humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that humor. But yeah, he was he was a wonderful addition to that story. And I love the Easter egg of getting those two I forget the names of those two aliens. Doctors whatever. Um, oh yeah, Pond, Pond, yeah, yeah, Pond yeah, Baba. yeah, 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 Baba. That Easter egg was I, I. I know a lot of people were like, "Okay, that's a stretch for them to get to a whole different planet and stuff like that." But like, I oh, just thought had, it was really they had time. Yeah, they I thought it was time. clever, and I thought it was really cool that they were able to like just give us a little Easter egg, and that's why I liked. Um, I enjoyed Solo because there's a lot of good Easter eggs in Solo and like oh, stuff yeah. like that. For sure. Yeah, Rogue One was a masterpiece of a movie. Um, I love that they explained 
the the hole in the red squadron um where red five was filled with luke oh yeah yeah i love that they used actual footage of red leader and gold leader um unused footage from a new hope so like when they're doing that battle the x-wing squad leader and the y-wing squad leader like they're the original people from a new hope Mm -hmm. which is awesome um that i mean the the ghost showing up in rogue one chopper being in rogue one uh then mentioning general uh syndulla you know mentioning hera was incredible it was a cool way to tie that into rebels at the time but where was chopper chopper's in rogue one he's, there's he's a scene driving in the, when when the when the guy is running to mon mothma to tell her that there's a there's fighting on Scarif. You see mm-hmm. Chopper in going the on in the back while he's running towards Mon Mothma. Right. Yeah, he's he's there. Oh yeah, he's there. This is my wife's favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, by a really? long slide. Yeah. Wow. She thinks it's the best because it's a full story in one movie. Yeah. And I I understand why people would like that. And yeah, I mean it's a good Star Wars film. Like it, it really is. And I, I wouldn't blame anyone if this was someone's favorite movie. Like, yeah, it's pretty, I, uh, pretty good. I loved the the uh, scene in Vader's castle where yeah. Doctor Krennic uh, oh, goes, yeah. and then Vader makes the dad joke about choking on his aspirations as he's force choking him. That's probably my favorite Vader dad joke. I I don't I don't know if he makes any other dad jokes. Well, he does. <laughs> Well, he does things like, like apology accepted, like when he kills a guy with the force choke, like in, oh, oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always has those jabs like that that are always like sarcastic jabs, and that so that's my favorite sarcastic joke jab, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I yeah, I thought that whole scene was cool. It's cool to see the inside of the castle, which of course you know gets later uh, expounded on in. The Vader Immortal VR story, which was really cool. Um, but I loved that. Someone laughing at me? Uh, Jeremiah was because no, I because I, wasn't. I mentioned because I mentioned VR. No, oh. you can you can look at my squiggle on a thing. There's no squiggle. There is oh, no squiggle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I love that scene. Um, Saul Guerrero coming back was really cool. Because uh, that was a direct tie to Clone Wars. Yep. Uh, that was really cool. Um, I loved the unexplained elements of the Jedi on Jeddah. That was sick. Tarkin coming back. Okay. Oh, yeah. We need Maybe, to talk about Tarkin. Here, well, and Leia. I mean, I think, yeah, we we got a little bit into the Uncanny Valley. Uh, it wasn't entirely perfected but i will tell you this it's some of the best facial reconstruction cgi i have leia or tarkin both of them oh uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about leia in a minute but i look I, I didn't mind leia i've seen the video the corridor video on leia and tarkin i've i've seen other videos on it and i i don't mind it like you can tell like it's not her 
but at the same I, time, I like, really enjoyed Tarkin. Tarkin didn't take me out really at all. Like yeah. I had to tell Stephanie that that person was not there. Like oh, my really? wife, my wife had no clue that that person died. Like, yeah, she my, did my, not understand my, like that wasn't a real person. Yeah, my my coworker that I talk to you guys about sometimes about how he, like I I got him in Star Wars mm-hmm. movies or whatever. Um, yeah, he didn't even realize he didn't remember Tarkin from A New Hope. So when he saw Tarkin in here, he thought it was an uh, old guy acting. So. Yeah. Oh. Any uncanny value, any uncanny value, whatever you call it, like we only recognized the flaws because we knew ahead of time that it was Mm -hmm. a CGI character. Um, But apart from that, I I think that there's for a lot of people who didn't know, like they they wouldn't even recognize that it was fake. But I feel like Leia. To me, looked fake. Yeah, and I don't know why, because she looked it's, fake in a lot of her CGI stuff. It's it's the it's the mouth. But is it? Have you guys seen the 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 deep fake of that scene? No. So they they do a deep fake with with uh, Princess Leia from Episode Four on that face, and it's night and day, completely different. Like it's the deep fake is a hundred times better than the CGI face. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the mouth because subconsciously that's one of the first things if they don't get it right, that we, that we view as not being real, whether we know it or not. Um, and there was something going on with her top lip where it wasn't moving quite the way a normal top lip was moving. It, it uh, just looked like her flight face was like flat. Yeah, and that that could have been the that could have been the lighting. Again, I sure. honestly, dude, I didn't have any problems with it at all. I I mean, I got what they're doing. I was fine with it, but like, my wife understood that that was fake. Yeah, but Tarkin, I feel like they did really good. There's like one scene that I kind of like I could tell, but besides that, like Tarkin was done really well, and it could be because he was old already, and it was like kind of easier. And I don't know, like, they try to make, who stood in place for Leia? Do we know that actor? It was some, like, Swedish actor that was, yeah. like, 19 years old. Yeah. Okay. I don't, why wouldn't they grab her daughter and then just go over her daughter? Uh, wouldn't it, I mean, maybe it would have been more expensive, but I feel like that would have made it so that it would have kind of state because isn't that what they did for the luke and leah young leah yeah see and it looked better than that one looked way better it still kind of took me out but that one looked better than the rogue one one in my opinion oh sure i mean again i i thought it was fine in, in like 10 years this technology is gonna be so much better and like, oh yeah Kind of well, and they they've already proved proven because there's an example in the movie Logan, where oh, old so uh, good film that's amazing film old uh, Wolverine you know is standing there and then the younger Wolverine walks down yeah. the stairs, 
and you can't tell. You cannot tell that it's a digital face. Well, even that movie that Will Smith just put out, and it's like Will Smith fighting young Will Smith. Yeah, that one wasn't as good. Really? Okay, first of all, Will Smith does not age. That boy looks the same. Well, sure, sure. So I I feel like that one was really good. Yeah. The trailer Uh, didn't look as good as when you watched the film. It looked better. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't watch the film. I didn't really. I wasn't really interested in it. I see you. But uh yeah, I I really liked the I liked all the tie-ins. Tarkin was great. I I love that they caused some friction between him and Krennic. Yeah. Um which was later uh Drew, you'll know this. It was later deepened in the third canon Thrawn book, Treason, Thrawn Treason. Mhm. Where the Emperor essentially, like, says, okay, Tarkin, you, like, you do your thing with Thrawn, and then Krennic's going to do his own thing with his own people, and then we're going to see, we're going to see who can solve the problem faster, and it was kind of crazy, so that was really cool to see him uh, in another, uh, is that, you referencing the the same side of the story in uh, Rebels, about the tide program um it, it does tie into that yes yeah i i really like that part of rebels where they there's there's two major uh ideas of the death star one and the tie program competing against each other for for funding for, yeah for the same yeah and i and i will tell you this if they had done the tie defender program they would have won the war hey you've said that before yeah i know and i'll say it again too but you know what? It wasn't meant to be, Andrew. So yeah, because well, that's fine. All know. is as the force wills it, as Trey Emway would say. That's true. Wow, weird flex. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's early, boys. Not really, actually. But yeah, I I, I think that's kind of cool though that it showed that the Empire wasn't really once Palpatine kind of was stepping a little bit back there was a lot of decisions that he actually didn't have full control over. Yeah. Or maybe he did. I think he did. Hmm. But speaking of Palpatine, the Vader scene (sighs) at the end of that movie (sighs) made him scary again. Like Vader, Vader. I I thought that there was a disconnect in, maybe it was because I was a kid when I was watching these for the first time, but I think there was a disconnect and the fear that the other characters in the Star Wars universe felt when they saw Vader in the original trilogy, and the fear and the weight that I felt when Vader showed up. Well, I think because it was hard to portray Vader as that intense, and like, well, for sure, and like the in A New Hope, I feel like he was scary because of what he was wearing. He was more scary of like the potential of what he could be and not actually right. what we saw. Right. And I feel like in this modern medium, we have to see it in order to be scared of it. Yeah. And I think well, that's a difference because like in the 70s, when that movie came out, they didn't have like really intense, scary movies or they didn't have like medium that was like more terrifying than that. Well, and I think the, the other thing is the choreography too. Well, that too. Um, and th- I don't think he was, he was portrayed as as ruthless as he was in Rogue One. 
because it's interesting the rogue one like i was like oh gosh he's he's really scary again and then Mm -hmm. in rebels when he kept showing up every time he showed up i was like oh gosh dude y'all y'all gotta run you gotta go now like stop fighting get away from him yeah (laughs) but i also think it's because he was very scary when a new hope came out sure to the audience like what is this scary guy in full black with a helmet and he sounds like he can't breathe because he's just that terrifying and it's supposed to feel like you're watching like almost like a horror flick but a lot of people didn't see those mediums so then to get him it seemed he was more scary to the audience and the mystery of what he could potentially do to you was scary and i think now because our minds have seen so much stuff and like kids these days, you can watch YouTube and see way worse stuff like instantly. So they have to portray him more as like this guy who did a lot of crazy stuff. Sure. And I feel like the scene in Rogue One was more scary than when Anakin did Order 66 in Episode 3. Like Rogue One, Darth Vader was scarier, in my opinion, than Anakin killing all those kids because we barely saw it. Yeah. And I don't know. It just. It didn't feel the same, but like when Vader went through and was like throwing everyone in that little corridor, and that corridor scene was amazing. Yeah. And then if you watch the YouTube Obi Wan and Vader fight in a new hope, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's canon in my eyes because that's amazing. But yeah, yeah. Go back and watch if you get a chance. Go back and watch that scene with Vader in slow motion. Oh, and I then, and then you 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 pick up on the things that he did, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, he threw that guy into the ceiling, and then slashed him. <laughs> he, he, yeah, like he slashed through his side, but he didn't cut all the way through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's well, so. Did, that's even worse than cutting someone in half. Like, yeah. ah. Anyways, yeah. Go go watch that and see. Well, what, because you know they felt happened. part of that because oh yeah, body's not fully cut. Yeah. And uh, like the fight with him and Ahsoka and Rebels is so intense. Yeah, it is. So it's just like Vader is a bad dude. Yeah. And and I think we kind of forgot, but we got re reminded at the end of that movie how bad he was. Yeah. And I I that's another reason why I really appreciate this movie is it it supported the big bad. It felt like I was watching the beginning of a new hope yeah. and the end of empire strikes back. Like it felt like two of those movies. Oh sure. Yeah. Cause it felt like we we won, but then at the end of it, we didn't. Yeah. At what cost? And everyone died, but we won, but everyone died. And then on top of that, it leads up to like a new hope. It just felt, it was such a smooth film. There was like the Sagorero stuff like when i wasn't like a hundred percent like re-watching the film it's not like my favorite part when saguero like dies and that whole thing kind of yeah. like when that planet kind of gets blown up it's kind of like, or was it the planet or the city i'm not it was the jetta yeah the, all of jetta right yeah because that was the first like example that they tried yeah but it just it it kind of wasn't like my favorite scene i don't know why it just kind of like i don't know 
Really? I don't know how to explain it. Like, I think for me, it kind of brings like the whole Leia scene and a new hope. Like, because I guess they don't know that they blew up Jetta yet. But as a viewer, because they blew up two planets instead of just the one, kind well, of me well, a little bit. Well, I think that they that Leia would have known about Jetta because Vader well, says and I hope she doesn't. Sure, they knew that Jetta was destroyed, but they were told that it was a mining accident. Yeah. So, so because oh, yeah, Vader yeah. says the Senate has been informed that Jetta was destroyed in a mining accident, and Leia was on the Senate, right? Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And so she yeah. would have, she would have known that Jetta was destroyed, but she didn't know that it was the Death Star. True. Oh, that helps me actually. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I love that movie. I'm just kind of nitpicking things. Like it's not a big deal or anything. Well, I'll tell you this again. I have nothing to complain about with this movie. I, I don't. I like really I don't even. I don't even have any nitpicks at all. Like well, it was great. Well, okay. Well, the, the the one that picked that I didn't really like was that that uh, octopus thing that the, the oh yeah the bugalit or whatever it was called bogalit bogalit like bogalik. I didn't really get that scene, but whatever. I know they're just trying to figure out if the what's his face was lying, but it was just kind of like oh okay, there's a random octopus in the middle of the desert that can read your thoughts but okay yeah that's true i i was it kind of felt disney-esque dude i i didn't think that at all i mean they had an interrogation scene and they used what they could get i mean i i don't know because for me it felt like the scene in a force awakens with han solo and chewy which i don't think we really mentioned that scene with those octopus things and Force Awakens. And that's probably everyone's least favorite scene in that movie. Sure. And so it kind of felt like that. And then also kind of felt like the beginning scene of Solo with the blue lighting and that weird person who was trying to take their money. Well, sure. Lady Proxima? Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I thought it fit. I thought it felt like Star Wars. I thought it showed that Saul Guerrero would be willing to get the information he needed at whatever cost to the person, which it shows, it just further reinforces what the Rebel Alliance was saying about him being an extremist. And like, yeah, he's fighting for the same thing, but really, he's going too far. At what cost? Yeah, and so... I, I thought it worked fine. I was like, you know what? There There is probably an alien in the wide galaxy of Star Wars that can do that. And that's cool. That's fine mm-hmm. with me. Anything else, Jeremiah? I was just wondering, what, what were you guys' like, the saddest moment for you in the film? When K2SO died? Yeah. That was my saddest. Uh, speaking of that, there is a moment in the novelization that... Wait, you've I, read the novel? Or? I have not, but I I heard this Bruh, and confirmed don't it. Try to flex. Um, I'm I'm going to eventually, but in the novelization, he realizes he does a calculation and realizes that by doing a certain thing, and 
pretty much sacrificing um, Cassian and Jen at when they're in the archive room that he can save himself. Like he he does a calculation and he can he he figures out that he can save himself, but internally he decides not to for their sake, which adds more. He's a good yeah, which adds more weight to the uh, to the moment. Um, for me, I I honestly thought Chirut's death and Baze's death. Yeah, that one hit. That one hit pretty hard for me. I mean, like K two SO's definitely hit hard, but like you can see how sad Baze is when Chirut goes out, and then he goes out in the fit of rage and like yeah. just starts mowing down Death Troopers. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then, and that was another character that they added that fit. And they did yeah. it really well. Was the yeah. Death Troopers? I mean, we see, we saw them in Rebels and and the Mandalorian. Yeah, which I feel like we saw K two SO's like droid species in the Mandalorian too, didn't we? Uh, I don't think so. No, or was that Solo? It was in Solo, I think. Oh, uh, yep. Now that I remember, yep, it was like walking in the background. Yeah, but but yeah, with, for me it was the it was the uh, the church and Blaze scene. Um, the saddest part was when Blaze got the 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 faith again in the, the Force, and he oh yeah is is kind of like what like the the Force is with me or whatever. Like that I part was yeah, and he was because earlier in the film he said that he used to be like the most devout. Uh, guardian of the wills, yeah, and he lost his faith. And then in that moment, his faith was renewed by seeing Turret's ultimate like sacrifice and faith, yeah, yeah. It made the force feel more like a religion, too, yeah, which was really cool. I don't know for a movie that didn't have a lot of Jedi and force using. It still made it feel so much like Star Wars. Yeah. With force abilities and like, but not, but like just the way they talked about it and the way they brought it to the screen without bringing it. It was just a really clever arc and masterpiece, I thought. Yeah. We should get into Solo, though. Yeah, we should. Solo. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Um... Yeah, the the one problem. Oh, and oh, and, honest, and honestly, oh, Lord. I don't think it's bad enough to even be called a problem. The one thing that I don't necessarily like, but now have very much accepted, and I don't really care anymore. Like initially, the one thing I didn't like was how he got his name. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? uh, yeah, and 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 part of that was just because I had different expectations, and I didn't I didn't really have expectations as to like in the expanded because everyone knows that I've read a bit of the expanded universe and I've gotten into that lore. Um, you know, I you never really hear about it or really hear about his family a great deal, um, but for some reason, like. I had never it had never crossed my mind that he got his name that way and so when it happened I was like oh okay well I guess that's a possibility um but then like 
I've since come around to it, and I don't have a problem with it at all. Like, just the initial, that initial moment was like, oh, well, that's lamer than I guess I expected that to be, but mm-hmm. now it's fine, you know? Um, that was the only thing that I had a, like, relatively had a problem with. Um, well, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess, uh, K3, the droid, was it, is it K3? It's K3, right? No, L three, L three. There we go. Um, there was a little bit of a of a of a political push there. Um, Explain with the with the droids' rights and stuff like that. You didn't like that? Uh, no, it no, no, no. Made no. it felt like you were watching the news. Uh, no, it, it it was very reflective of the time. It like That's what I mean it. It was the first time you you'd ever seen that type of thing in a Star Wars movie. Like it happens, but it was the first time you'd ever seen it in the Star Wars universe, like it f- front and center. So I didn't have a problem with it, but at the time with everything going on that was going on in the country, yeah. I could I made the tie and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is we're taking a political stance in a Star Wars movie, which I guess is fine." I um, uh, see that's what I don't like when they do that. Yeah, so again, coming around to it, perfectly fine with it i'm like oh yeah that's fine well because it's like, over <laughs> well kind of well i mean it's over in our modern media but um but again i don't i never really had a problem with that i just it brought me out of the movie in the sense that it reminded me of the real world and i and, which was kind of mm-hmm. sad <laughs> and, you know? and like what i mentioned last week that was my issue with uh the last jedi at the time too oh sure um but again, that movie, like, man, it's great. I thought um, Alden Einrich, Einrich, whatever his name is, I thought he did a good job. Um, I loved, loved, absolutely loved Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah, uh, he was the, could, he was the best part of that movie, I think. He they, held that movie together. They they could not have picked better Lando. Um, I love seeing the Falcon in all of its original glory. Um. I thought it was really cool. Um, I do not mind whatsoever the 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 Kessel Run, what they did with that. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a ton other than the first two things that I mentioned. Like again, along with Rogue One, like as a standalone movie, I thought it was great. I loved Woody Harrison's mm-hmm. character. Um, basically, anything he's in is he does a great job. Um, Especially as like the cowboy esque uh, gunslinger type character, um, yeah, I thought the train heist scene was great. Yeah, I would say um, that's the best train heist scene in any movie. Like, I really love that scene. Yeah, it's good. Um, Dryden Voss was a really great character, and I liked what he brought to the table. Um, as a, as like a main antagonist, um. I like the little tie-in towards the end where they mentioned the rebellion and wanting to, to push back against the Empire and how Han like kind of gets his first experience with that morality struggle there, which you know later he has on a larger scale with the rebellion in A New Hope where he comes back. He's going to leave, but he comes back. Um, so I thought that was cool. I thought that added some depth to his character. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it was a great movie. I, I loved it. Um, I think it with the way that the filming and the directing and like all the bad things that happened to that movie 
<laughs> early on. Like, I think it could have been way, 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 way worse than it was. For sure. So, yeah. I can go. Um, the mall thing was amazing. Oh, I yeah. I just want to say that for a millionth time. I thought that scene, when it when it showed up, it had so much promise of what we could potentially get. And I was super pumped about that. Oh, kind of yeah. let down that the true fans didn't show up to watch this film. Um, so we weren't able to get a solo too. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent like mad of the performance of young, uh, solo. Like I thought young Han, he did fine. Um, and I still don't really see how he kind of looks like people say that he looks like Harrison. I don't really get it. Um, personally, but I thought his performance of what Han could have been as a child was pretty good. I was okay. Um, I didn't really have a big issues with the name. Um, I know a lot of people did. I thought a lot of people thought it was kind of dumb that the Empire kind of named him, but it's like whatever. It was fine. Chewbacca did a really good job. I thought yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed Chewbacca. Yeah, he's just a pretty consistent character and. I liked it. She didn't really like the breakout scene as much because Chewbacca's girlfriend was a monkey from Planet Well, of the Apes. they don't they don't know like they don't ever confirm that it was his girlfriend. I'm just joking. But oh. but yeah, it that person that uh Chewie was with, I just thought was did not look like a Wookiee at all. And that kind of brought me out of it by like a little bit when I was watching the first time. I'm like, what the heck is that thing? Like, yeah, but it's a it's a Wookiee that's been enslaved and is not in good health. And it's, and it's yeah, probably, it's probably been beaten and tortured and stuff. You would look a little yeah. different if you were a slave for years and tortured and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And, and so, so I wasn't a fan of playing the ape Wookiee. Um. Um, but and I also wasn't a huge fan of Lando's droid love affair thing. <laughs> I I I liked that droid, but then when she like Andrew said, like when she was kind of getting like a little bit worldly, and this no pun intended, it just felt it kind of brought you out of it a little bit, and then also. The whole like potential of Lando doing unnecessary things to her that we don't really know is kind of weird. Um, they had like a weird love affair thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it was, it, it, it was a little route. weird. Yeah, but Donald Glover is one of my favorite actors and performers and singers of like all time. Oh yeah, he's great, man. He's amazing all around. Like performer and actor so i was not mad at his performance of lando it was like spot on yeah really 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 good um it was interesting though to see i i i did like the i do want to mention that i did like how the millennium falcon she was inside of it i thought that was really cool yeah well it brings it into that one um god what is it c3po where he's like your computer has the most strange dialect or like the strange 
most strange personality or something like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I like that. I, But at the same time, I felt like Lando would not have let Han get it. Well, Han won it. Well, sure. But I'm just saying, like, it kind of brought me a little bit out of that because that was his, you know what I mean? Well, sure. I don't know. Um, and then the beginning scene with the bombing thing, that was a little, it was a Easter egg, but it was a little stretch for me. The bombing he, thing? Well, when he faked that he had a thermal oh, detonator. I thought it was great. I That was, that was such it a little thing. But it was like a... You said it was an Easter egg? Well, it's supposed to be like when Leia had the... It was supposed to mimic... I mean, it, it is a nod, yeah. Turn of the Jedi when Leia did the same thing to try to get Han. Oh. Did you not catch that? Well, I I don't really see how it's... I don't know. I don't really think it was an Easter egg. It's just you use a thermal detonator to threaten people. That's just what you do. They do that in every... No, people do it with grenades all the time in movies. Like, I got a grenade right in my hand. It's just a, a simple thing to give you power in a tense situation. I don't know. I feel like if you can't put that together, that that's supposed to be a nod. I mean, especially, especially if Han has told Leia that story. Sure. Which is why you know? I'm kind of okay with it, because like Han could have yeah. been like, well, well... I did this. Yeah, and then Leia's like, well, cool, I'll one-up you. I'll use an actual thermal detonator, you know. Um. Anyways, yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that Anthony Daniels has a cameo, even though he's not C-3PO. Yeah. That was what, cool. What was that scene? It was in the it was in the jailbreak scene. He, he plays like a farmer-looking dude with like a hat. Um, it's in the book that I read his like autobiography about being C-3PO, but he, um, C-3PO isn't technically in every Star Wars, but Anthony Daniels is, uh, in every Star Wars. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that solo scene. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super short. Like if you'll miss it, uh, if you're not looking for it, but in the Mm -hmm. book, uh, in that book, there's a picture of that scene and, uh. I didn't even recognize that it was him. So, it's cool though. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. I just I thought besides those two things, I thought, um, what's her name? Kira. Uh, Kira was such a good character. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I I like I said I loved majority of the Easter eggs. I love like there was that the staff in there that. At some point, one of the Knights of Ren get, um, and that guy is like Lair or whatever. There yeah, was Dry- Dryden's little. There's like some thing. Easter eggs even to like Game of Thrones in there. Yeah, there's a Sith holocron. There's some like yeah. super, super, super old Mandalorian armor. Um, he had collected quite a bit of stuff yeah. in there. I thought that was. Really Isn't cool. there some like stuff from like? I think I remember seeing that like the there were some weird Easter eggs like from like I don't even know I I remember seeing like some clip like in that one room there was like over like thirty 
items that were in different movies and stuff like that in that one room. Like, there was an egg that was supposed to be one of the eggs from Game of Thrones. Um, the the dogs that were chasing Han Solo in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Those were actually the dogs that they used in Game of Thrones, which is really interesting. Oh. I didn't. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, like, at all. But it was kind of interesting that they tied all that stuff in there to kind of bring the Game of Thrones character, like, fan base over because the Queen of the Dragons was in this movie. But Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I've i never seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I've seen all the way up to season five, and then I stopped. Yeah. So I missed a lot of those. Um, but there, I'm looking at stuff right now. Uh, and there, there is a lot. Yeah, there. Holy buckets! There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Anyways, Jeremiah, is there anything that you liked or disliked? Well, I I like the whole movie as a whole. Um, I had no problem with the solo name. Um, because here's the thing, like even if that's not where he got it, like, like would we be happy if? his last name was like solo. No, if it was like something like a random last name, like, like it wouldn't, we wouldn't care. Like it could be yeah, Han Klingon or something like we wouldn't care. Like, <laughs> Ooh, I would clear. I would care. Oh. Ooh. I don't know. I couldn't think of a random word, but like Star Wars names are all random words. Like they don't make sense or anything. It's just random names and words. And so if he's had some random thing, like, We've been, oh, that was it. it it's kind of like the same thing with, um, with like the uh, Yoda species. Like we don't know that species name, but like whatever they give, it, it's going to be a letdown if they ever name them. Like if it's the Yoda species is the Claydor or something like that, or some random name, like we're not going to care. Like, oh, that's it. Like there's nothing good that they're going to say that's going to make us, oh, that's so cool. And yeah. so, so they had to go with this name of solo like that, just because it's the only thing that they really could do. I felt. Sure. Um, I, I, the one part of the film that I didn't really get really was the whole battle scene where Han is like a, a infantry soldier. Like, it was very like. Did we know that he was like like that before? That like he was in that he was like part of the empire. Yeah, did we? No, oh, yeah, because we knew he was like a, he was a pilot, right? Didn't we? Didn't he say he was a pilot with the Empire at one point? Yeah, he got kicked out. Yeah, so like we knew that, but like we didn't know that he was part of like ground soldiers. Like, well, sure. And so like that was just like kind of like I didn't really expect that, and so it was a, a new aspect of him that we didn't know that I thought it was kind of came out of nowhere. Um, there's a there's a deleted scene from that movie uh, where he is standing in front of an Imperial Academy uh, Council Board of Directors or whatever you want to call it, and he essentially gets court-martialed for doing something, I guess, that they didn't yeah. see. Yeah, I, saw, that, I, I remember that, yeah. And then they're like, you're going to be moved to the infantry, and then, which would have been a nice scene to keep in there just to help explain it, but... Yeah. 
Yeah, I I thought it was still kind of explained pretty well that um, because he doesn't answer to no one, and we kind of get the explanation towards the end when he still wasn't answering to no one and he wanted to get out. And yeah, I I thought it was really good. I I understand where your confusion is, Jeremiah, but I also like. Yeah, I can see that. I could see how sure. I could see how you would be confused, but I can also see how. I like the way the route they did because to show that he was a lot of talk, even when it came to a new hope and, and we understood a lot of that because he owed so much people money and like he was kind of working all the sides and he was never really a hundred percent a good guy, but he was never really a hundred percent bad guy either. He was kind of in the middle and a scoundrel as they would say. But I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I love the fighting scene. It was pretty dope. With At the, the end? Yeah. When Hera, like... You mean right? Kira? Kira, what the heck. And she, like, throws that thing in this chest. It's pretty dope. Did you know that uh, Ray's initial first name was supposed to be... Yes. Kira and not Ray? Yes. I did That's not. Why they, that's yeah. why they used it. Mm-hmm. That was a thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And did you know that when this movie first originally came out, everyone thought that was going to be Ray's mom? Yeah, people yeah. were, dude, the speculation was so intense for I mean, Ray's parents. it not, though? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that was why, though, because they used her name, so they thought that was yeah. going to be... And then, and to their defense, I would pretty... That would, I would see that, see how that could be. Um, I would... Like, what if, dude, what if Ray would have been like, well, I guess that wouldn't have made sense though, huh? No, it could have. What? Uh, I think it would have been way more difficult to tie in, honestly. Yeah. Or like, that was Han's second second baby from a different mother. You mean his different, I mean his first? That would have been his first, wouldn't it? No. It would have been, well... Who to say when Chewie and Han were were away from Leia? No, that would have been way inconsistent with his character. Really? I don't yeah, know heck yeah. That. He loved he loved Leia, man. But he left. Oh, he, he I don't want to get in. He loved Kira too. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into. I don't want to get into a tangent. The way, the way they did. What they did, but anyway, back on track. Anyways, back on track. I, I thought I really, I really liked um, Enfy's nest as a whole. I I really liked that yeah. whole group of. Yeah. Do people. you like that? Were you guys okay with Han, um, pretty much paying to begin the, the rebels? Huh? He funded the Rebel Alliance. What are you talking about? Han Solo funded the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, what are you talking about? Are you talking you about the like coaxial? That? Yeah, because he gave them that thing, and then they used that to fund the but Rebel that, Alliance. It wasn't a, a Rebel Alliance yet, though. Yet. No. It was, but that they, they, were the, they, they were just one little small group of people that were yeah, just fighting for against the Empire, but they weren't really a, a Rebel South, technically. Or, no, I know that, but... I liked it. That money they used towards that. Well, they used it for fuel. 
They didn't. I don't think they sold it. I think they used it for fuel. I don't know. I, yeah, always, I mean, I, I liked it. Took it in the, I'm not complaining about it. I was just wondering what, how you guys thought about that. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked that he had a hand in that for sure. Do you like how they use the dice a lot? Yeah. I thought it was cool. I didn't I didn't really care. <laughs> like honestly, I didn't even know the dice thing was a thing until that movie. Well, it's only in what in one of the original films hanging or something like that and you only see it for like 5 seconds yeah, total. It was, it was an empire. Empire. It was an, it was an empire, but then it also was different dice. And but. then they, but they brought it back. They brought it back in uh, the Last Jedi, which I actually liked. Yeah, but the only reason they brought I, it back in the Last Jedi was because they had it in Solo. Well, sure. But, but Last it. Jedi came out before Solo. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like they, they, they put those in both it. those films because they wanted it both in each one. Yeah, that's fair. It's supposed to tie them all together, Jeremiah. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. I I thought that the director, what he had to do with with the short amount of time with Solo, I thought he did really well. Yeah, I did too. I think I think that it it sh- I I think we would all agree that the movie shouldn't have gotten as much flack as it should have. Um, oh, yes. for sure, and for sure, yeah. So like like the two main reasons why it it got so much flack was one because everyone was mad at the Last Jedi. And so they wanted to like boycott Star Wars in a they, sense. They didn't go to see the movie. Yeah. Also, because for like the whole two years prior, the whole movie was in shambles of new writers and directors putting put on. People just thought it was going to be a bad movie from off the start, and so they never went and saw it. And yeah. Yep. And then also then, on top of that, I guess kind of a little minor thing: people who didn't know that Maul survived were mad that they randomly took them yeah, back that's stupid and like i i went out with like uh last fall i went out with some friends um out to dinner and stuff like that and a friend of a friend was there who Weird flex was, going. What, are, what was that just a flex going to a out to dinner just kidding and uh a friend of a friend was there who was a star wars fan but he was like a much older guy he was like probably in his upper 40s or something like that compared to us and uh he said that he didn't like Solo because they got the timeline wrong. Because he thought that because Maul was in it, they got the timeline wrong. Boy, do you do no research before you make a comment? Well, he he never saw any of the animated shows, so he would never have known. So he thought that they just randomly put Maul in there without realizing that it took place after his death, in a sense. So it's sure, like but you, you can do research and find out like within five seconds. Yeah, but why would someone do that? Why wouldn't you're you? You're not gonna say because you no, think I, that they got no, the timeline no, no. wrong. I'm with I'm Jer I'm with Jeremiah. I mean like if if you you're a casual have Star Wars to, fan and yeah. you see a movie and I feel like if I was like why why would Darth Maul be in there? And then I would Go on YouTube. Oh well, yeah, it out. but you're you're much more involved as a fan as uh, yeah, you know, like the casual fans would be. Like, like Drew, like what but did you? Could your... tell us in the same mall. Huh? You could What'd tell you us in the same like age mall, like that Darth Maul. Yeah, that is true. Old as frick. Okay, but but Drew, what did what did and... Stephanie say when she saw that? 
What was her reaction? She's like, who's that? Exactly. Because she's, she, like, she's a casual but fan. Then I but then I told her that's Darth Maul. Yeah, but would she have she Googled like, it afterwards if you didn't tell her? No, but to make a statement like you don't like, I don't like this film because I don't, they mess up the timeline. You should look up something before you make a comment like that. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna voice your, like Stephanie would never go to a conversation and said, I didn't like this movie because Darth Maul's in it and why is he in it? Without, she would never make a statement like that. Like if you're gonna make an argument statement of why you didn't like a movie. But you actually don't know the facts or why you actually don't like the movie. Kind of a bold statement. In my opinion. Okay. And it's, I mean, I don't know. I understand why people would be confused, but that does not look like the same mall. Yeah, well, he looks a lot older. Well, yeah, he looks a lot older, yeah. But he, he looks older in Solo than he did in in Rebels true but but also it's like a real live action person compared to a cartoon cartoons are they make everything look younger or really old unless unless they have like a white beard yes it's like like the classic sign of an old person yeah it's either like in a cartoon you either look really old or really young you never really look middle ground unless you have like a good mustache yeah so, I don't know. So if you look at majority, like, when, spoilers, and Rebels, when Obi-Wan kills Maul, he looks really young. Like, Obi-Wan doesn't look that old, except he's kind of gray. You know what I mean? He looks quite old. He looks a lot closer to Alec Guinness than he did. Yeah, uh, because he has a white beard. Yeah, because he has a white beard. But if you took off that white beard and Boom. his white hair, he would look young. That's true. Mm, I guess. I never really thought of it that way. Because in Rebels, they don't like... The art style in Rebels, they don't really show like wrinkles and like... Their yeah, facial features are very plain. Yeah, it's it a lot smoother. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Do do we have any more final like final thoughts about Solo? Um, oh, I was... I, afterwards, I was... Uh, excited at what was going to come from it. Yeah. And now I feel like we're not going to get that. Um, I I think the only way we could get that is if we had a mall standalone TV show. Which there was rumors about, but I feel like all those rumors stopped talking. Well, I, I think I when the solo came out, I had this idea that there was going to be like a like an anthology type like trilogy where there were standalone films, but they were all connected. So like solo was going to be the first of the trilogy. And then it was going to, um, that would go to the next movie about Kira and Maul. And then after that, um, it would conclude with another movie that was a tie in kind of, so it's like a loose tie in trilogy, but each individual film was separate. Is that a rumor? No, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, because oh, I was I was going to say I don't think that was ever part of the no like the there's the rumors that there was going to be a solo two, and it was going to tie in more like mall stuff. But then because then, no one came out to this movie, they kind of dropped that whole thing. And then there was an, a rumor that they were going to 
is the same characters, actors. We're going to do a, a live action show that will continue the solo Kira Maul mm-hmm. stuff, but sure, I haven't heard about that in a, a long time. But yeah, and the last thing we heard was like the Maul standalone stuff, but that kind of that rumors dropped off a little bit too. Yeah, I feel like that would be kind of the best route. Like, I don't necessarily want to seem like solo too. I kind of want to just see more mall. Is that uh, bad to say? No. <laughs> we all want to see more mall. So I just feel like why won't we get like if we're going to we're spec like whatever. But if we're if we're going to get like uh uh why can't I think this morning? If we're going to get like a Ahsoka show, like can we just get a mall show in between that like kind of the solo timeline? Like that'd be so dope. I'd watch the crap out of that. The hard thing about a mall It'd be show expensive. is be is that I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know if I want any more depth to a character that Bro. already has. End. Bro, I like. I don't like with a with an Ahsoka series. She's not dead. Like, there's more to the story. But at a you know with with a mall series because we've got an ending. Yeah, you've got the bookends of the Phantom Menace. And then Rebels in season, th- was it season three or yeah, four? Three. three. Where he dies at the hands yeah. of Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Spoiler. Then, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like there's not a ton you can do because oh, he has such a so heavy, much. he has such a heavy presence in Rebels. Like, yeah, you could tell the story of how he got to the Sith Temple on Moraban, and you could do a few you things. You tell how he had that whole... He was in charge of that whole like Crimson Dawn or Crimson Dawn or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to see something. I guess what I want to see now is something that's going to really have an impact on the greater Star Wars universe, and that impact can't directly come from Maul per se. It can come from him indirectly. Like if we wanted to find out more about the criminal organization and the effects that they had on the galaxy, but at the same time, like we know Maul dies. So you know so. But do you have the same opinion about the Obi-Wan series, though? I was going to say, the Obi-Wan's the exact same thing. Well, sure. Except, but, if anything, he's only on Tatooine watching someone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I guess I'm a little bit more invested in Obi-Wan as a character than I am with Maul. Because mm. um, I feel like with Obi-Wan's like he has less of like a story arc. They're going to yeah. make up like a bunch There's, of stuff. There's way more development that can happen with him in the Force, though, I feel like. Because, like, the the Kenobi, the non-canon Kenobi novel, one of the coolest parts about that was the conversations that he has, seemingly one-sided conversations with Qui-Gon, and then at the very end of the book, spoiler alert for Kenobi, again, spoiler alert for Kenobi. Wait, is, this, you, is this canon? No. But, but he, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon finally responds to him. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's really cool, because there's... There's development. There's something that gets him from episode three Obi Wan and and gets him to what we see in A New Hope. Um, and I don't know. Maybe they can do the same with Maul. I don't know. I just feel like so much of Maul story has already been told, whereas there's actually less of Kenobi's story. I kind of a hundred percent disagree with you. So, anyways, because I feel like with Obi Wan, he's on Tatooine. If he gets off the Tatooine. Then he's not watching his job, and I don't want a series of him sitting there talking to himself. 
Well, that's not what it's going to be. I know that's not what it's going to be, but what you just described and what you thought was really cool is him talking to himself. Well, yeah, and those are small dialogue. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I feel like with Maul, like, we could see him kill a bunch of people and travel and do all this stuff. With Obi-Wan, I mean, they can make him travel, but, like, in hindsight, we know that his his goal is to just watch Luke. And I don't know how much of a TV series that's going to be. I'm kind of nervous about it. I think it's going to be good because Ian McGregor is playing Obi-Wan again and, like, he's not going to mess it up. And, like, but I feel like that might be why they're having a lot of issues because they don't really know 100% what they're going to do with this character. But I feel like with Maul, they just did a lot of Easter eggs of what potentially what he could do and they can just stretch that out and do whatever they want for, like, seasons with Obi-Wan, the timeline, I feel like, is actually closer. I mean, but with Obi-Wan, they've got a span of 20 years, or like 18 or 19 years. Because Luke has to grow up. True. But I also feel like, I mean, I, I guess at some point he probably left Tatooine, but we don't know that. Sure. I just feel like there's not a lot he can do on Tatooine unless he just... Spends his life talking to himself and fighting Sam people. <laughs> sure. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I feel like it's the same. Like, I, I'm not saying I'm not pumped for Obi-Wan series. I think it's going to be dope. I know I, I know they're going to make it good. But I just feel like if we're okay with the Obi-Wan series, we should be really pumped for a Maul series. But then again, I'm a fangirl of Maul. So. Yeah, and I don't think the Maul series is going to happen anytime soon. No. No, it's so, I. I think it's getting replaced with the Ahsoka series, or the the High Republic stuff that's coming out in in the fall. Well, yeah. that's a book, though. Uh, they're starting a whole different chapter of Star Wars with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Very separate from anything we know. Yeah. yeah, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them going separate. That's a. This has been a real tangent, but. Yeah. You want to you rate them as a as a couple? As as the two films? Yeah. Um, you want me to go first? Sure. Uh, yeah, go for it. Um, what did I give a new hope? Probably a ten. Probably ten. I'm gonna I mean, give. We're, we're rating them as a as a pair, not as because we we rated the trilogies as a whole. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to do this as a pair because they're not really that connected. Um, I'm going to give an eight. No, I'm going to give a nine. See, I don't want to rank these as a pair because I want to give Rogue One like a nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's my average, average out. So I'm going to give it oh, a That's nine. fair. No, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give it a nine as well. Nine lightsabers. Yeah, me too. Ooh. 10 10 for Rogue One. I'll give 8 for Solo. So then they average a 9. I I respect everything you just said. And I I actually get, I would do the same. Wow. Wow. This is the first time, you guys, that we have agreed. And also, we we came into this thinking this would be a shorter episode. And we lied to you guys. So thanks for hanging in there. And once again, not believing anything we say. Well, okay, so any final thoughts? Nope. If you haven't seen these films, we ruined all of them for you, but also go watch them.
also you if if you haven't seen the films and you kept watching i gave it a disclaimer and you didn't listen but yes yeah so again uh just a reminder we do have two other podcasts that are kind of the uh the children of this flagship podcast empire radio and the two podcasts are clone war save podcast and the mandalorian podcast both uh entirely dedicated to their respective shows clone wars we are going through each episode um, of season seven hence the name clone Wars saved as they're coming out and uh with the mandalorian it's on a little bit of a break right now um because the mandalorian's on a break but you can definitely expect that to pick up soon uh, when season two, when we get more information about season two that is confirmed. And then, of course, as the episodes start going out, uh, coming out. So um, it really helps if you do go and support all three podcasts um, yes. and not one or the other um, because they're all under the Empire Radio name and umbrella. under the Empire, uh, yeah, umbrella family uh, of podcasts. So please do that. Um, Especially if if you like all of Star Wars, uh, there's there's good quality content on all three of these podcasts. So give them a listen. And again, if you wanted to uh, help us out, um, feel free to go to wesleyandrews.cc and start a coffee subscription today. Uh, use the code Empire Radio, the capital E and a capital R, no space, to get fifty percent off your first purchase. And that helps a local Minneapolis business in a very tr- uh, trying time during this pandemic and it also helps us out so consider that if you're into coffee um, and you don't want to have to leave your home and risk exposure to the virus so yeah mm-hmm. but yeah um, so it, I also want to mention make sure you guys give us a, like a comment or review on all the episodes that you listen or you're listening to this one you want to leave your comment and your review on what you think of these two films we would love to hear it you can also leave us a voicemail the voicemail link is right below whatever channel medium that you're listening to this it'll bring you to anchor and you can leave us a hot voicemail and we will play it on the next episode of empire radio so if you want to hear your voice with our voices (laughs) you should just 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 leave us a voicemail we love to hear positive negative whatever review you want to give us we just want to hear it so please review review. heck yeah all righty love some more uh listener interaction that would be awesome so yes all right so no more go check out our facebook and instagram as well the empire radio podcast yep on both on both of them yep check it out All right, y'all. Well, this has been another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. May the force be with you. Always. Always.